You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another show here. This is the On Point with Victor show. You are listening to America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, we've got a good show today, folks. Uh, you're going to want to tune in uh, really closely to your listening devices. Uh, I'll even, maybe I'll try and get a little barrow to, no, I'm not going to pull a Howard Stern. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, <laughs> then you'll have to look it up. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're going to have fun today. I, I'm going to get into some things here and in, and in a few uh, those of you watching on the webcams you see uh, an interesting person sitting to my left uh, i will bring him in shortly uh but uh, he he is my newt Gingrich, uh so we will be joined by uh if you know if you can't bring in newt you bring in larry and that's who we're going to bring in today so uh, but i want to touch on a few things uh well first of all i hope everyone had a, a very happy columbus day yesterday you know yesterday was columbus day that's why uh, many people were off work that's why government didn't work i mean let's be honest do they work much anyway uh banks were closed it was because of columbus day so i hope you took a little bit yesterday and celebrated the the uh, founding of our nation so uh and i'm not going to call it the other things i just like sending uh liberals and democrats to their cry closets which i'm sure i've triggered a few now just by mentioning Columbus's name, uh, but hey, that's what we do here on 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 point with Victor. I like to stir the pot. Uh, also, I, I got to take a second. Look, those of you who know me, and those of you who have been listening to me for a long time, those of you who who enjoy the intro music in and out of breaks, you know that that's my band, Pointless, uh, past band, Pointless. So you know I'm a music lover, and I have to just say today, um, we lost, I'm sure all of you have heard it by now, but uh, last week we lost Eddie Van Halen. Uh, probably one of, if not the greatest guitar, I mean, okay, maybe not the greatest guitar player, but man, he was one of the greatest to ever pick up the axe. Um and the only reason I say that is, you know, we, we, we can go back and we can bicker and, and I'll start too many arguments on, on who's the greatest guitar player. So I'm just going to say he is definitely by, by, with no argument, one of the best guitar players ever to have picked the axe. And, uh, we're going to miss Eddie Van Halen, folks. And, and listen, if you've got kids out there that are, that are into, uh, <laughs> hip hop and all this other kind of music, you know, sit them down and introduce them to some of the rock and roll that, 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 that from back of the day. Uh, let them hear Eddie Van Halen. Let them hear his tapping technique. I mean, the, the, if you don't know anything about Eddie Van Halen, go look up a few things. The guy was an amazing, it's an amazing story. It's an American story. The guy was born in, in, uh, Holland, you know, the Netherlands. Um, came here as a child they were poor and and watched his father work jobs and and his father was a musician and you know it was just a, it's a very good american story you talk about a kid who grew up struggling uh in fact his first guitar he basically had to build it himself um you're talking about a guy who came from nothing and achieved the ultimate american dream uh became a rock star of rock stars uh so i just had to spend a, just a little bit of time here just i mean he's he, he, an amazing 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 guitar player and you'll do yourself a favor if you go read about eddie and learn about eddie uh because if you know his music but you don't know his story you should know his story and if you've got again if you've got kids out there that you've never heard you've never introduced them to eddie van halen you know what 
take a listen to some of the old music, whether it's old Eddie Van Halen or if it's Van Hagar. You know, they're only the only one I'm going to tell you that I, I pretend that never happened was that dude from Extreme that sang for him on one album. <laughs> We're going to pretend that that never happened. Uh, so go listen to some old Van Halen and go listen to some Van Hagar. You, you're you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. So okay, now let's get let's get to some points of the day. A lot has been going on. Um, you know the Amy Barrett, those hearings are going on, and um, I'm going to have a lot to say about that. In fact, my guest Larry over here is going to have a lot to say about that. Um, but I also want to to deviate for a second, and I want to say, uh, was Donald J. Trump, President Trump, was he not looking fantastic last night? Folks, this man who, who has recovered from <laughs> to the uh, – dismay of many Democrats and, and liberals and media. Uh, he's not only recovered from the Wuhan 19, he is back looking healthy. The man did a, 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 uh, a an event last night, a rally. I believe it was in Florida. Was that in Florida? Jupiter, Florida. Jupiter, Florida. And I, the last toll I heard was there was about 100,000 people that went to see him at this rally. Now, Joe Biden yesterday, I believe in Pennsylvania, did a drive-in <laughs> rally. I can't believe they even call it a rally. Folks, you can go look this up. You don't have to take my word for it. But Joe Biden actually stood in, on a stage that they built in a parking lot, and 20 or 30 cars showed up. There were more Trump supporters behind the stage waving flags and walking and chanting four more years than there were Biden supporters at this so-called Biden rally. It was a rally at which Biden actually proclaimed that he was running for the Senate. So at this little rally of Biden's, he forgot what he was running for. He couldn't remember Senator Romney's name. Now, look, I am no fan of Mitt Romney, but I know what his name is. I even remember his alias, uh, Delecto, Pierre Delecto. Electo, which was that. his alias that he used when he was trying to put oh, right. digs at Trump. And he was doing it on, on Twitter yeah. under the name Pierre okay. Delecto. So remembering Mitt Romney's name, I mean, the guy was a presidential candidate. The guy was a presidential nominee. The guy was a senator of Massa, uh, from Massachusetts. Uh, no, I'm sorry, from Utah. from Utah. He was governor of Massachusetts. And Mitt Romney, the I'm sorry, Biden, the only remembrance he had of Mitt Romney was, you know, that senator guy, that, that Mormon. <laughs> so, folks, you you get to see one thing about when when people start suffering from dementia or they or they're in a decline a mental decline they will have these moments of uh of of true clarity where their true feelings come out uh and and this is happening to biden and you just you, if you pay attention I, I, this is why they shut his campaign down every day at 10 a.m in the morning if not earlier but yesterday uh, they must have been feeling they got some more fake polls out and they were feeling pretty good so they went and trotted him out in the afternoon and did this so-called rally that no one showed up to folks i am not kidding you you can look this up there were more trump supporters at this so-called Biden rally yelling four more years than were Biden supporters. I, I mean, it was an amazing thing to see. But last night, I'll tell you, look it up on YouTube and watch uh, President Trump. He looked great. And look, I don't care if you don't like President Trump. I don't care if you're going to vote for Biden Biden and, and whatever. You're going to vote for I put black people in jail, Harris. If you're going to vote for them, I don't care. You should at least have the humanity to be glad that President Trump survived the Wuhan 19. 
for two reasons. Actually, there's more than two reasons, but let me give you a couple. One, it's just the right thing to do. You shouldn't, just because you don't agree with somebody, you shouldn't wish for their demise or death. So you should be happy that President Trump is coming through the Wuhan 19 he survived. The other thing you should be happy about is Donald Trump is living proof of the advances that we have made since March. You know, when this China virus hit the United States and the the World Health Association was lying about it, the Democrats were lying about it, uh, Dr. Fauci was, was one day he's for this, one day he's not for this. Don't wear a mask, wear a mask. They were all over the board. Pelosi was telling you to go all the way through February. Pelosi was telling people to go, go into San Francisco, go to Chinatown, go enjoy, don't be a xenophobe like Trump. Biden Biden was calling President Trump Trump, a xenophobe for shutting down travel from China. Um, you had Cuomo and that idiot de Blasio telling people to go to, and his, I don't remember what she, her health official, telling people to go enjoy parades in New York City. They were doing this in February all the way up to March. And then when the China virus really hit, and then you had Democrat governors, look, folks, 30% of the deaths from coronavirus in the United States has come from New Jersey, New York, Michigan, uh, and, and maybe one other, California. Nah, maybe not California, but, but, an, but another run Democrat state, a Democrat run state. I think it was Louisiana. Uh, maybe Louisiana. And maybe it was because, hmm, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there, because those liberal governors, those Democrat governors, took COVID-19 patients and put them in elderly homes. They put them with the people who were the most vulnerable to this disease. And that was one thing that, that happened there, folks. But now, fast forward from March to now, and look where we are. We have therapeutics that are practically cures. Um, I can't remember the name of the drug that uh, that Trump took. It was Regina, Regina something. And that drug is why Donald Trump walked out of that hospital. That drug is what turned him around. And now Donald Trump said, and, and rightfully so, you show me a Democrat that would utter this statement that Donald Trump, the president, uttered. President Trump not long after he recovered, said the American people deserve the exact same treatment their president got. And he is 100% right, folks. We, the people, deserve everything, if not more, than a freaking politician gets. And you will never hear an elitist Democrat say that the American people deserve what they get. And just look at their actions, folks. Look at Democrat socialism, which Bernie Sanders wants so bad and Biden wants and Harris wants. You look at what these radical Democrats want today. They want you to bear the burdens that they force on you, but they themselves will never bear the burden. They want you to stop driving because of climate change. They want you to stop flying because of climate change. But their precious elitist butts fly on a private jet every time they want to go to lunch. They get on a – if it's not a private jet, it's a, 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 a caravan of SUVs. So you see, folks, the elitist Democrat and maybe some establishment Republicans too, but, but most, if not all the Democrats, they want you to bear the burden that they themselves will never bear. But you have a President Trump who is so connected with people because he's never been a politician that the first thing, one of the first thing he says when he gets out of the of the hospital and recovers from COVID-19, he says, you know what? The American people deserve the same treatment that their president got. That's not the words of an elitist, folks. That's the words of an American. That's the words of an, a president who is actually in tune with with flyover America, middle America, poor America, rich America, all Americans. 
And that's what you need to take for this. So I don't care if you don't like orange man bad. I don't care if you've been married to the letter D. You need to be happy that your president, President Trump, survived COVID-19. And you need to be happy of the because of his initiatives, because of Operation Warp Speed, because he completely dismantled the red tape. We have therapeutics that are getting people better. And now Donald Trump ordered the military to use their expertise in logistics to get this drug, Reginovin. Regenerable. Regenerable. To get that drug out to every hospital possible so that they can start treating and, 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 uh, COVID patients and getting them well. And now, folks, if you don't believe me, look at the news that's out today. There is a report out today in the New York Times that says, you know, Trump's efficiency of getting therapeutics and, and, and Operation Warp Speed is working better than we could have ever believed. It's working great. Uh, and that drug is called Regeneron. Uh, but, but there's a report out today in the New York Times saying that Operation Warp Speed and Trump's initiatives and Trump's ability to remove red tape is working better than ever. And, it, and, and now that they are saying that COVID-19, the China virus, the Wuhan virus, is good. this pandemic is going to be gone earlier than they believed. Now, why do you think that report's coming out today, folks? And then yesterday you had the report, the WHO organization, WHO, that organization that lied during the beginning of this because they're in China's pocket, that organization that lied that said this wasn't transmittable by air, that COVID-19 wasn't transmittable by air, that organization that back in February and March said this wasn't a big deal, that the United States didn't have to worry, followed by Dr. Fauci saying it didn't have to worry. Yeah, that organization, the WHO, they came out yesterday and said, you know what? We were wrong about lockdowns. The last thing that we should be doing are lockdowns. So, folks you got to ask yourself why these kind of reports are coming out now three weeks before an election, and I'll tell you why. The only reason this information would come out now, these kind of positive reports about the virus and positive reports about Donald Trump. Folks, we have gone since January, February, March, well, let's say March when the virus really, when we really saw what it was doing. We've gone since then with zero positive news about the virus. Every time a positive news came out about the virus, Fauci was quick to go out and try and uh, and, and say, oh, no, 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 don't be too happy yet. And the Democrats would never say anything positive. And the media would never say anything positive. Now, today, you're getting positive news saying the pandemic not only is almost over, but will be over before they expected. And then yesterday, you had the WHO, which can't stand Donald Trump, can't stand the United States. The WHO now saying, you know what? Lockdowns are bad. We shouldn't do lockdowns. We were wrong to do them before, and we shouldn't do them again. So the only reason that information is coming out now is because there are some internal polls showing Biden is being hurt by the lockdowns because Biden is on video saying he would lock us down. In fact, his uh, I quote, lock her down. That's what Biden said he would do. So clearly it's starting to hurt him or he is hurting him. So, folks. You got it. You just got to be key. Stay with the logic line. All right, folks, we got to go to our first break. When we come back, I'm going to bring in Larry and we're going to get into some uh, Amy Koenig uh, hearings talk. So we'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Roger B., host of the Locked and Loaded show on America's Web Radio. Join me live every Tuesday at 1500 for the best in gun news, gun products and gun politics. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army with training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering. An Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. Welcome back. All right, so I want to get into a few things. Um, You know, one of the things that's going on right now, and Larry and I were just discussing this off the air, uh, the hearings. And uh, I've been watching just so I can prepare for my radio show, but Larry, you mentioned that you really didn't even want to watch. No, with what Um, they did to Kavanaugh, and I get so upset, and I just get grit my teeth, and I'm like, you know, I already know where it's at. And they just, I didn't even think they should have done the hearings, because three mm -hmm. years ago they did hearings for the appellate court. For the appellate court. So they've answered everything. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so. Larry. One thing I, I think I mentioned to you before. Um, I, look, folks. I you you know that I'm not a big fan of of um, Lindsey Graham. Now, let me say I want Lindsey Graham to be reelected. He is in the fight for his life right now. He shouldn't be, uh, but but he's got a big challenger with a lot of money in South Carolina. So if you are in South Carolina and you hear my voice right now, you have to vote for Lindsey Graham. Now, I want to hold his feet to the fire, but we have to – you've got to get out in South Carolina, and you cannot just vote for Trump. You've got to vote for Graham because we can't afford to lose – Just like a Susan uh, Collins thing. you got to just yeah. drag him across whether you, they – You've got to drag Whether you across. like it or not. Exactly right. Exactly right. But I agree with you, Larry, though, that Lindsey – shouldn't have had these hearings he should have come out and said look you know it wasn't that long ago we had hearings for amy barrett uh, for the appellate court you guys asked her everything you overwhelmingly approved her we're going to move to we're going to move to confirm her because per the constitution you don't have to have hearings correct it's it's strictly an advising consent by the senate it should just gone straight and everybody can go back to campaign say what you want the elections have consequences right i'm i'm upset that the media or more talk radio hosts aren't pointing out the fact when the Democrats said let the election people decide, then you pick out who you, who you want. One, I don't the pack in the course, but who are Biden's nominees? And then why aren't the people pointing out that during Obamacare, the people decided they didn't want it? They did. Who is Massachusetts Senator Scott yeah, Brown? Yeah, Scott Brown. And he his whole won thing was because of that. He he won. I will be a vote against it. And so then what did they do? They changed the rules in the Senate and pushed it through after they knew well, they were losing the Senate. So that you can't tell me that let the election have, decide, decide because you don't care. Well, Larry, let me elaborate on that. So, what, folks, what Larry is saying is 100% on, and you can look it up. The, the very people who are telling you now, oh, President Trump, this is unheard of. This is a sham. He can't nominate because it's an election year. Those very people that are telling you that the people need to decide – they ran through in 2010, wasn't it? 2010. Yep, December 2010, after the election. After the election. They ran through because they knew they were going to lose the Senate. They changed the rules so, in the Senate. So they changed the rules in the Senate because Scott Brown – a now look, folks. In Massachusetts, it is no friends to Republicans. And that seat that they call the Kennedy seat 
was given to a Republican, Scott Brown, because they did not want the uh, Obamacare to be passed. And then what the Democrats did was right before the election, they changed the rules in the Senate so they could no, ram this through. A, it was after the oh, election. Oh, after, that's so right. They lost right and after. they did that's reconciliation right. That's right. and said, here's what we're going to do. That's right. They went, they used, so they lost it and they knew they were going to lose the power. And so they immediately moved to reconciliation and they pushed Obamacare through. That's right, Larry. That's yeah. that's right. That's why Larry is my new Gingrich. Uh, look, it, it, and folks, those that's the people now that are telling you that Donald Trump shouldn't follow the Constitution. Donald Trump's not changing any rules. Uh, Lindsey Graham's not changing rules. The Republicans aren't changing any rules. They're following the Constitution. 29 times we've had an election year where uh, a seat opened up on the judicial branch on the Supreme Court, and 29 times they, uh, an, a justice was nominated. And if President Trump had not nominated Amy and not nominated anyone – it would have been the first time in history that it hasn't been done in an election year. So the Democrats are lying to you, which is nothing new for them, which you, you hear me say all the time. Um, but that is what these Democrats did back in 2010. They rammed it through by changing rules. And here we are in 2020, and President Trump's not changing any rules. The Republicans haven't changed any rules. Uh, they're just following the Constitution. Folks, just because you may not agree with something, it doesn't mean that it's a sham. It doesn't mean you, the Constitution – look, the Democrats – Larry, you can probably agree with this. The Democrats, time after time after time, if they disagree with something, they try and say it's de- it's it's not legitimate. If, yep. if they disagree that President Trump won, it's not, a, it's not a legitimate election. They disagree with Amy Coney Barrett, so it's not a legitimate hearing now. Yeah, well, I thought Pence did a good job when they said with this whole uh, fiasco now they're saying that Trump won't leave office if he loses and he's going to, you know, and it's like, wait a minute. It was the Obama administration and Biden who did this whole thing for three and a half years. And you're mm-hmm. saying we're obstructing. And it's like, what have you all been doing for the last three and a half years? Exactly. And I thought he did a real good job. He was articulate because nobody was pointing that out. He really he really did. Um, Larry, uh, Pence just made mincemeat out of her, which you brought up a good point. Why don't you tell the listeners what you noticed the day after that uh, when the news was oh. coming out that Pence just pretty much schooled, took Harris to school? Well, you saw where the, the presidential commission or whatever, they released the, uh, at 730 in the morning without talking to the Trump campaign or anybody that they were going to make it a virtual debate. And it's like, wait a minute, and why were they doing this? Because they didn't want the media on the morning shows to all be talking about how well Pence did. And so that made the whole thing with now we're going to a virtual debate and Trump is reacting and he's not going to participate in virtual debate. So that whole debate from the night before was nowhere on any of the talk shows now. It was nowhere on CBS mm-hmm. this morning or what are all the other. I don't remember. I don't watch the morning shows anymore. <laughs> but whatever they were, they weren't right. talking about that. And right. they wanted to change the narrative. And that's what the Democrats and that's what the media will do when they know it's going to be bad for them. they got to change the narrative. The, the narrative. Well, Larry, I point out several times, and, and you listeners out there, you know, you've heard me say this before, that the, the Democrats always project. And what I mean by that is when they get caught doing something – they will project and try and say the Republicans are doing it. Yeah. And they're doing it right now. You've noticed now, not only did they do it to knock the narrative off the table that Harris lost the debate, now they've gotten busted for wanting to court pack. They're, folks, understand the plan of the Democrat Party right now is to pack the court. And I'm going to let Larry get in on this in a little bit, but, but let me explain to you what packing the court is. Packing the court is when you want to add seats 
to the Supreme Court. You want to go from nine to fifteen. Uh, that is, you know, Roosevelt, another Democrat hero, he wanted to do it, and his own party stopped him. But that was back when the Democrats actually believed in the United States. They actually believed in a little bit of freedom and liberty. The Democrats back then actually believed in our system of government. They believed in representative government back then, and the Democrats actually believed in tradition. And they stopped Roosevelt, and now here we are. And Biden back then, and I'm sure, Larry, you can talk to this, in in 87, uh, Biden – folks, go look it up. Look at Biden's speech on the floor. This was when he was actually coherent. And, you know, Biden was a – I don't agree with Biden, but he was a good – I shouldn't say a good politician. He was a capable politician. It's it's unfortunate. If you want to see the difference in him and you want to see how he's diminished, and and everybody – as I'm getting older, there's things I forget. We're all going to go through it. But you can really see how he has diminished from 87 to now, how he, how articulate he was, how forceful he was, how he knew his, his, his what he wanted to do, and he came across and he presented a good argument to where he is now. And, you know, 87, he'd be a good candidate for president. Right. Where he is now, there's, there is night and day. And you really need to do the comparison. But and he, what, what we mean by a good candidate in '87 is he would have been coherent. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I still disagree in policy, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it, and, and it's unfortunate, but it, everybody yeah. goes through it. I mean, you saw mm-hmm. Britt Hume even mention that you know that there's some dimension and and actually called Biden senile. But he points we're all going through that. As you get older, As there are things older, you're going to yeah. forget. Because I'm not doing a yeah. medical diagnosis. You don't need that for senile for for claiming someone's senile. Right. But it was it's, it's sad to see, and, I'm, and I don't like what they're doing to him, putting him out there. That, I, to me, is abuse. I've said it before, Larry, on this show. Um, I do believe they are abusing the elderly when they're dragging Biden through what they're dragging him through that, now. Um, because that's what they're doing. Well, they, they want that so they can get Kamala in they there. They want Kamala. They're, that's where that, that mm-hmm. Kamala. That's what Kamala, they're going to do. Kamala. That's that's why they're doing their push for this twenty fifth amendment yes. thing I, is to get, I, Bi- get rid of Biden if he wins. You know, I've referred to, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, but I've referred to to Biden as being the Trojan horse, the empty vessel, and, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean that they are using Biden. You sh- just as the American people should take their anger about the Wuhan virus, the China virus, they should be mad at China. The 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 American people should be mad at. Uh, Biden's handlers, uh, even Jill Biden, his own wife. I, I am just amazed at the the thirst for power that these people have, that they will take a man that's in noticeable decline. Look, folks, yesterday, Biden thought he was running for Senate. He for, he couldn't remember Senator Romney or Governor Romney, whatever he was saying about Romney, he couldn't remember. Um, it is obvious Biden can't he, he just he, can't stay focused. He's a post-turtle, like my mom said. He's a post-turtle. You know, Larry's mom had – I learned this from Larry, folks. Larry, why don't you tell everybody real quick about why post a post-turtle is a good comparison to Biden? Okay, this is what my, my mom sent me and why she says that Joe Biden is a, is a post-turtle. She says – and it's a little story about a Virginia farmer, and when he had to cut his hand, he went to the doctor, and they struck up a conversation, a conversation around Biden running for president. And the old farmer said to the doctor, he says, well, Biden's a post-turtle. Not being familiar with the term, the doctor asked him, what is a post-turtle? And the farmer said to him, he said, you know, well, have you ever driven down a country road and you come across a fence post and there's a turtle balanced on top? That's a post-turtle. I remember that 30 years ago going down a dirt country road and there'll be a turtle and sitting on a, a post. turtle sitting on a post. And the old farmer saw the puzzled look on the doctor's face and he knew he had to explain. He says, well... You know, the, he, the turtle didn't get up there by himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't belong up there. 
He doesn't know why he's up there and, wh- and what to do while he's up there. He's elevated bond his, uh, bond above, beyond, beyond his, his ability to function. Mm-hmm. And you just wonder what kind of – can I say dumb, – dumb, oh, is it good? Uh, well, you, we can be nice. Who, you, you can't, you, what kind of person would put him up there to begin with? And that's what Biden is. He's a post-turtle. Right. So, so, folks, this story about a post-turtle, and I learned about it from Larry, is so true. Biden is up here now uh, as head of the de- head of the and I'm using air quotes of the Democrat Party. He is the nominee for to be president, and so he's on this pedestal. Uh, he didn't get there by himself. He and he, he doesn't know why he's there most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a lot. Of, I mean, it's just, it's a funny story. So go look up Post Turtle if you didn't understand exactly what Larry's saying. All right, folks, we will be right, right back with more riveting stories like Post Turtle stories uh, uh, in just a second. So stay tuned. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Quick stakes. That's Q U I K stakes. Are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes. Q U I K stakes. The truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is David Moxley, America's Web Radio, and I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank the folks that have become patrons on America's Web Radio. We do appreciate it. We've got folks uh, from uh, the military and veterans and uh, also from literally all parts of the country. Uh, I know Victor has a person down in Florida that uh, has been supporting, and uh, we just wanted, I just wanted, as president of America's Web Radio, to thank the people that have become patrons, whether it's ten dollars, fifteen, or fifty, whatever it is per month, it's very appreciated. With that being said, I want to take this opportunity to publicly thank our hosts, like Victor and many others that give of their time to come in and do, I think, some of the best shows on radio. Our veterans' shows are second to none. And uh, our medical show with uh, Dr. Shears and and uh, Dr. Barber, uh, Doctor's Lounge, is fantastic, and it tells the truth. They don't mess around with ifs, ands, and buts. They tell you exactly like it is. And uh, I just, as president of America's Web Radio, I just wanted to take this brief opportunity to thank everybody and uh, thank you, the listener, that keeps pushing us up in the ratings and we do appreciate it we're getting more and more listeners on facebook and on itunes itunes and then also youtube uh going back folks going back to listen to the podcast of the different shows so thank you very much we'll be back with more of victor right after this you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening
Hey, we're back, folks. We're back. So I, I'm already getting feedback. It seems the uh, post turtle story was a good one. <laughs> but folks, I mean, look, share it with everybody you can. Yeah, pass sh- it on. Do make it you go should, viral? You should pass it on. A to make people laugh because everyone should laugh. We need laughter in this country. Um, laughter to me still is one of the best cures of anything. Um, and 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 folks, you you know, I get. Larry, you've probably been in a room when I've been told this before. I've been told, oh, what well, you smile all the time. Why do you smile? You smile so much. You smile so much. Folks, I enjoy smiling. <laughs> I it's mean, free. It's free. <laughs> it really is, and it makes me feel good. And if I can make someone else smile, then then it. I hope it makes them feel good. Uh, you know, I, I go out of my way to try to make a Democrat smile. I really do. Uh, um, I, I You know, life is hard, and, and you can make it harder if you want. But I'm telling you, if you take time to laugh, take time to smile, uh, when, when you feel that urge that somebody just really ticks you off, just take a second and step back and smile at them. Look, I got cut off in the street the other day, and I waved at the guy. And I had a guy that, that flipped me off with the, with the old you know international bird symbol, and uh, I blew him a kiss. So I, I hope I – now that's one. I hope I ruined his day, but, <laughs> but maybe he's paused and said, hey, maybe I shouldn't be such a douche uh, on the roads. But anyway, all right, enough of that. But, uh, but spread the post-turtle story around, folks. We're not making fun of, of Biden. We're just making an example. And there's, there's probably no truer example of a person who has been elevated to a point who doesn't know why he's there sometimes and most of the times. Um, I, I mean, you just can't have a better story than that. So pass it on. You'll make somebody smile. So My mom will be happy. And Larry's mom will be happy. So, so Larry, I want to get a little bit more about this court packing business because – just as I mentioned before about the projection, how Democrats will project, they will, once they get busted, once the Democrats get caught, then they try and turn it and say the Republicans are doing it. So the Democrats right now, along with the help of the media, they're trying to redefine what court packing means. And they're trying to say, you heard Biden yesterday, the only person packing the court is Trump. No, the only person following the United States Constitution is President Trump. Uh, when a, when a justice passes away or retires, then that opens per the Constitution. It is the duty of the sitting president to nominate and put another butt in that seat because the look, folks, the judicial branch, the, the, the Supreme Court, it is a branch of government. We have three of them and the three of them need to be operating uh, independently from each other. So if there is an open seat on the Supreme Court, the judicial branch, it needs to be filled so that it can continue to run. And it and, and Larry, you hit it. It's got to run independently. All three branches of government must, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial branch. And this is the problem that Democrats have because the Democrats figured out long ago that the American people, just as they re- when they rejected the Affordable Affordable Care Act, w- that the Democrats realized we can't force our socialism, liberalism, our progressivism, our Marxism, we can't force it onto the American people. They're not going to vote for it. So in turn, actually, they do want to force it on you because they want to radicalize a branch of government. And that branch they're trying to radicalize is the judicial branch. Because if you put an activist judge on you and you get a judge who will – try to write laws from the bench folks the judicial branch doesn't write laws and you know why 
because they're not elected. The only people in this country that can write a law are the people that represent us because why? We are a representative government. At least right now, we're still a representative government. We're not a democracy. We are a representative government. The only people that can make and write laws are people who have been elected by we the people. And the judicial branch, they are not elected people. They're appointed people. Therefore, they cannot, nor should they ever try and write law. So, Larry, where am I wrong? Well, that's why it's called the legislative legislative branch. Legislative branch. Right. So that they're the only ones who can write the laws. Well, I mean, he's not he's not trying to change the law or pack the court because in order to pack the court, you have to change the law. Right. That's why was uh, Roosevelt that was not able to do it, or mm-hmm. FDR right. was not able was not able to do it because the Democrats did not go along, did not want to change the law. The law, mm-hmm. and the reason you need to have a, uh, a ninth justice justice on the Supreme Court right now is the way this election is going. You can't have a split, a divided. court court right. four four right and that's why it's so important to fill it before the election well for that let's just remind people the the judicial branch their sole purpose is to make rulings based on the constitution and well, they correct. determine if laws are constitutional that is their sole and only purpose so you have to have nine judges that's why we've had nine judges larry for over a hundred years yes uh, because you you can't have a stalemate with the judicial branch because the judicial branch basically is the arbiter. They're they're the ones who's when a when the legislative legislative branch goes rogue, the judicial branch can say, you know what, we have this document here that says you can't do that, yeah. and and that's why we have nine justices, folks. And and look, um, Trump is not changing I, any law, and Trump's not changing, nor has he tried to change the law. It, well, you look at all the the court appointees he's done with the appellate court and the federal courts. He, Obama, President Obama, left those empty. So right. Trump has not added people. He simply put seats, He's butts put in the seat, butts in like the seats said. that were empty. Correct. And yeah. nothing, no, no laws so have been changed. No laws have been changed. Donald Trump never campaigned to pack the courts. The Republicans have never campaigned to pack the courts. The Republicans have never made put legislation out there to change the law to pack the courts. So what the Democrats are doing now, because their plan is to pack the courts. And by that, like I said, packing the court means they want to go from nine justices to 15. Folks, you can look it up. Look at Ocasio-Cortez. Look at Omar. Look at these radical Democrats, Sanders, they're, who are controlling Biden. They're controlling this party. Harris who is the further, the most liberal voting senator in the Senate right now, uh, they have already mentioned on video that they would like to go from 9 to 15. They Just as they're on video saying they want to end fracking, and they're lying to you today saying that they don't. Um, that's how Venezuela went to socialism. Hey, this is a great point, Larry Gray, and you beat me to the punch. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 Larry. I, you, no. There, there are two cases, folks, two countries that packed the court. And Larry just mentioned one. Venezuela. Hugo Chavez packed the court. And the other one was um, Udawan in Turkey. Turkey, yes. Uh, the way they gained power was to pack the court. So, Larry, again, this is why Larry is my new Gingrich. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a brilliant point, Larry, but it's true. Well, it, it goes like I mentioned to you earlier during break. You know, when you pack the courts and then you, you're going to retain power, mm-hmm. you can vote in socialism. You can't vote it you out. You can't vote it out. So you've got to mm-hmm. be aware of that. And, and Larry, just to, just to emphasize a little more, do you know how, and you probably know this, but, but for you listeners out there who may not be just as up on a lot of this history – Hugo Chavez packed the court. You know how he did it? He convinced the people that the court was already 
Illegitimate. Uh, you can which, say it with me. <laughs> which was who was the, the senator from uh, Hawaii mm-hmm. yesterday said that this was illegitimate. That this court. was illegitimate. She used the same phrase Folks, that, that Chavez I, people Chavez did. Exactly. Chavez, who is a socialist. Chavez, who ran Venezuela, one of the wealthiest countries, one of the used to be wealthiest countries in South America, is down in the dirt now. One of there are the one of the most, if not the most, poor now. Because of socialism that was brought in because Chavez convinced the people that the courts were illegitimate, which is what you were hearing your Democrat Party say today, which is why I tell you all the time, today's Democrat Party is not yesterday's Democrat Party. Today's Democrat Party is not the Kennedy Democrats. Today's Democrat Party are all about socialism and Marxism. AOC was on Facebook or doing a live stream, and on the back of her wall was the hammer and sickle. (laughs) That was just a, less than a week ago. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Well, you can go through it. But wow. she's, she's doing a talk and talking how the, the court and the, it, this is you know wrong, what's going on with the Supreme Court. But in the, on the wall behind her is the hammer and sickle. And she's just smiling because hmm. it's like, well, there's nothing anybody can do to me. Uh-huh. And, and I think you have to understand you, this. Is, this is, you do not this, want communism. You want to be able to free. That's why people still come here. Come here. This is the last bastion. Larry, there are still people that uh, risk their lives day after day because they want to come to the United States. Uh, folks, and this is another reason why we are not systemically racist and we're not uh, we don't have a racism problem in this country. Because if we did, then explain to me why hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of black Africans are trying to come to the United States even today. So, I mean, Larry, this is the kind of stuff that the Democrats put out there. And when you have Alexandria Cortez, who is an elected representative because of our wonderful Constitution, she has the gall to have a hammer and sickle. They're not hiding anymore. They're not hiding it anymore. And this is why I keep telling people this is not the same Democrat Party. If you're married to the D because you grew up being told you had to be married to the D – this ain't the same D today. You're going to have to divorce this D because this today's Democrat Party has left you. Uh, unless you are for socialism and Marxism and communism, then you've got to walk away from the Democrat Party. Well, the, the, here's the thing they always do with the Democrat Party. They always say we're the Democratic Party. Right. They always say in all the news media, they say the Democrats, Democratic the Democrat, and it's like no, they're the Democrats. They're the Democrats, and you got to end that part because then they want to think, well, they're being fair. If you say always uh, tied in with mm-hmm. Democratic, Democratic, you know, they get mad, Larry. Uh, these Democrats will get mad if somebody refers to them as Democrats. Yeah, and they, and they, the they, reason they get mad is because they want you to think, well, we're Democratic. We're the Democratic Party when they're so, not. No. They are the Democrat Party, which. I mean, we could go over the history of the Democrat Party, but I'm not even going to get into that now. But where we are today with the Democrat Party, it's Alexandria Cortez who's running the show, Larry. It's it's Omar. It's it's uh, I don't it's the remember four. the other the, name. The, the, the squad. The squad. Uh, and if you don't think they're controlling Sanders and controlling Biden, um, yeah. then you're kidding that, yourself. That's why they're pushing these mail-in ballots. Yeah, it's true. Oh, Larry, I'm that's sure you got thing. a few things to say about mail-in ballots. Well, let's well, get to that. Okay, well, absentee ballots and mail-in ballots are different. And absentee ballots, I'm I'm okay because I was in the military and I always received an absentee ballot for for ten years. I received one, and and um and I voted every every time an election came in, and I did my research, and then I would send my ballot in back to my home record while I was active duty. Um, 
but mail-in ballots are just every registered voter. And, and the the government, you know, you, you, the government gets too much credit. They don't do a good job of keeping their voter rolls current. <laughs> no. And when people pass away, the they, the coroner is not notifying the voter registration office to remove this person. And so you have them, so many people that are dead getting these mm-hmm. these ballots that really aren't they, there's they shouldn't be legal and i wish i had the money to file a lawsuit because you don't have um secrecy with a ballot that's just mailed in you can be intimidated where if it's an if it's an absentee ballot it's the individual requesting it if no one right. knows it you and they don't know re- when it's coming but you if you're mailing them out right. on monday the mm-hmm. people who want to intimidate you and do it know right to be looking at the ba- the mailbox from Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They're going to be they know attention. when to look for it. Uh, hold that thought, Larry. We're going to get back into a little bit of this. we got to go to our next break. Folks, you stay tuned. You're listening to On Point with Victor, the America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Roger B., host of the Locked and Loaded Show on America's Web Radio. Join me live every Tuesday at 1500 for the best in gun news, gun products, and gun politics. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, folks. We are back. You're listening to On Point with Victor. And listen, let me let me take a second, too, just to say thank you again to all the, my listeners. I mean, you guys are great. You are making this show grow in leaps and bounds. You're making America's Web Radio grow. Uh, thanks again to to all the patrons out there who, who help us because we can't do this for free, folks. Um, and if you want to become a patron and support the On Point with Victor show, or maybe you want to support Locked and Loaded, uh, which is coming up next, uh, or any other show, I mean, Gosh, there's a classic car show on this station. I mean, you can't you can't find a better radio station right now than what you're going to hear on it on on America's Web Radio. So if you want to help out, please reach out to us at gm at americaswebradio.com, gm at americaswebradio.com. And thank you again. I can't thank you guys enough. We're this show's just it's it's awesome, and you listeners are great. And we've got listeners, Larry, from California to to uh, New York uh, to Florida and and everywhere in between. So it's awesome. So. To make sure you uh, speak clearly. Now, um, look, folks, we were talking a little bit about mail-in ballots. And let me let me make this clear. There's no one out there 
on the Republican side or the Libertarian side or the Democrat side, well, I can't say the Democrats, but I can tell you, anyone who loves freedom and liberty, they want a, a fair election. We want clarity in an election. Uh, there is no more powerful thing than your vote. And there is no country as great as our country. And one of the reasons is because we can change the direction of this country by pulling the ballot on a ballot box or just dropping in your vote or whatever it is without firing a shot. And that's what's great about this country. And to take it for granted and to belittle our elections by by saying we're going to do unchecked mail-in ballots, the Democrats are trying to cause chaos. I think the Democrats, Larry, understand that they can't – they probably can't cause enough fraud uh, to, to change the election because I think the Trump turnout will trump, <laughs> trump uh, fraud. But the Democrats want to create – uh, a, a hectic scene. They they want they don't want the votes to be able to be counted on the, on election night. They want to draw it out for a week or two. They want to be able to say that the next four years of Trump are illegitimate. They can't use the Russia hoax. They tried that already. So we've gone three and a half years now. The Democrats have been saying, "Oh, Trump's illegitimate because of the Russian hoax," which we now know was the Hillary hoax. Um, they've tried everything, so now they can't use that, Larry. So we're going to go into the next four years of Trump when he wins. And they're going to say it's illegitimate because of, oh, not all the votes were counted. So, folks, we are not saying we don't want you to vote, and no one is saying that. But think about this logically, ladies and gentlemen. If you get 10 mail votes mailed to your home and there's no tracking on it, what's to stop you from, from filling out everyone and sending it in? That's illegal. But how are they going to catch it? I mean, and hopefully, hopefully there are ways to catch because they are working on things like that. But the point is – if you if you need to vote and you if you're scared to go to a poll, then order your absentee ballot because you can pick up the phone or, or go on the internet and your ballot will be sent to you. But you know what? They can track that ballot and you have to prove you're you to get that ballot. And the Democrats don't like that. They want to do across the board mail in ballot. So Larry, you actually have a great story. You have a Navy story because Larry is a Navy veteran. Um, why don't you tell the listeners? About uh, uh, just well, talk about I, that and, and mail in. See, I, I'd like to. I, I'm against mail in ballots, but absentee ballots. I think they ought to go one more level and do um, all the ballots when they get printed for a voting district should be printed in sequential order. In the military, you get what your you get your news is called through message traffic, mm-hmm. and all the message traffic is dated by date and time and so uh, time group to your the command that it's at. And when all the traffic is transmitted, the radio men for that command will then send a, a, a transmission to make sure they, they get a report that tells them all the message traffic that came to them by date, time group. And then they take that report, and they look at what they receive, and they just check them off, and they make sure they have every message that they were supposed to. And if they wow. don't, they send a what they uh, call a missing message report back to the, the main body or main headquarters, or anything, and they say, we're missing this date, time group, this date, time group, this one subject line, and then it would be retransmitted form. And so that's how they, they keep track of everything they have. And it doesn't take that long. And I'm just thinking that with absentee ballots, they should be done printed in sequential order for the district that's going to be having. And then when a person requests an absentee ballot, John Smith wants an absentee ballot. He's the first one. He's going to get absentee ballot, goes in the mail, and he has the first one is 00001. How many of you know? <laughs> and then when it comes back in, and you're going to see whose name is on it, you don't need to, you don't need to look at the ballot because it's supposed to be 
private, mm-hmm. but you can have a tar- tab and it says this is 00001. It matches. If it doesn't match, you can say there's a problem. Mm-hmm. A red flag should be going off that we got, you know, light bulb. And you look yeah. at it and say, hey, this is there's something wrong here. But that way you – and anyway, if you get more ballots in than what you actually printed – you see it right away, and you that's just a way of security of knowing what you have, and it doesn't take any. It doesn't add to your cost right. because they're printed anyways. Yep, and it's just a, a click of the button and, on the computer. To and make that it system is already being done in the United States military. Yes, and and there is fraud that goes on with with uh, well, not on ballots, but on ballots, with message but, um, traffic. That's how you can track it. Right? So, no, no, no. They're doing it with message traffic. Yeah. So what I mean is, there's a system in place that could be if, emulated. If, yeah. If for absentee fraud, ballots, you can see things get printed that way. Yeah. You know, anything gets printed. You can have it printed and you with a number it, on it. Right. Just when you go to your computer and do Microsoft Word and do a document, and you can have the page number on the bottom, yep. it's going to keep – it, it's gonna it keep, takes nothing to do yeah, that. It takes nothing to do that, and and that will really, really make it more safe and secure uh, because there there is also fraud with absentee ballot. It's just harder to do fraud with absentee ballot than it is mail-in fraud. Mail-in voting is strictly – Open to fraud. I, yeah, I mean, there's they, nothing they, to stop fraud on mail-in the, ballot. The, the people who want to do fraud know when the ballots got mailed. Absentee ballot, they have no idea when you made yeah, that call. Right. So they don't know when to look at it. But mm-hmm. if all the ballots get mailed at the same time, they know they're mailed on Monday, start looking in the boxes on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and mm-hmm. Saturday to start. And then you can do intimidation. And then the ballots are no longer secret. That's another reason I don't like ballot harvesting. Right. And so, you know, where the mail-in ballot, there's a sleeve, or at least I haven't gotten one in forever, right? mm-hmm. but there used to be There still is. And uh, it would go into, and then mm-hmm. when you mail it in, they, they open the, the envelope, and then there's a sleeve, and then they put the thing through, mm-hmm. and they never look at and who's And they never that. see if it's an and, and it used R-O-D. to be you had to have a signature matching. When I was growing mm-hmm. up, when I did them, you had to have notary yeah. with your signature uh-huh. match to, to do it. Uh, and in the military, mm-hmm. it was good because any military officer is technically a notary when you're mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. But that way you had integrity. And if we're talking about voting and how so imp- how it's so important, we've already changed the way we used to vote. It used to be paper ballots. Mm-hmm. And because of one county in one state, <laughs> in the state of Florida, state. the entire nation changes. And they already admit that the, the yeah. most secure ballot or the best accurate is with is paper ballots. paper ballots. And we're changing because our yeah. county run by the Democrats. That in West Palm, Broward County, <laughs> to 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 change the entire uh-huh. nation. Right. We need to go back to Be, paper ballots because of the attempt to fraud, the attempt right. to hand that election to Al Gore. You know, folks, if you don't remember, you can look this up. But back in two thousand, we were down to the wire. The election was close, and it was down to Florida, and they knew it was down to Florida. The first thing the Democrats tried to do was get their media to announce that all the polling was closed and it was over. Well, and when, and it, when that, in fact that, it wasn't. And they gave it to Gore. And they tried to give it to Gore. I remember yeah. I was sitting mm-hmm. in Orlando, and I remember watching yeah. it. And when they went to commercial break, it was a quarter till 7 mm-hmm. Eastern time. And mm-hmm. Pensacola is is, uh, is on uh, Central time. Central time. And so yes. at 6.45, we're going to commercial break, and George Bush has an eight-point lead mm-hmm. in Florida. And they come back from break, and I remember Tim Russer, we're calling the state for, for uh, Gore. For and Gore. I'm sitting there with my, my wife in the kitchen. I'm like going – how can you switch mm-hmm. eight points in a two-minute two commercial break? Right. That's well, they, not possible. They got the call from and the Democrat Party to say, you need to start making the announcement, call they, this for Gore. They wanted to make sure Pensacola, people getting out in the they, military, weren't going to be they voting. They didn't and want why them go to go vote, vote when it's already been called. Exactly. They wanted that. You talk that. about suppressing the vote. The Democrat Party is the best at suppressing vote and, and, and using voter intimidation tools. But, Larry, they specifically were trying to stop military guys, our military the, people, 
from voting as well as just you know the men and women and because the panhandle tends to be more conservative and they were trying to stop them from voting Uh, so they did that first then when they when that didn't work because the the republicans got all over the place said no you go vote you go vote you still have time to vote and it still matters they were able to go vote so then when it was obvious bush was going to win you had broward county democrats in broward county who took it upon themselves to say you know what we're going to hand this to Gore because we're going to cause some chaos. And that's when you the hanging Chad was introduced. One county. It's like uh, one county. Yeah. Paper ballots. And I remember when I was going to vote, it was so easy that, well, one, I don't like the way we do registration to vote. It used to be you had to go to the voters registration office and you voted and you brought all mm-hmm. your documents with you. Mm-hmm. And you we've, we've made it more work by having it. You can register anywhere. Anywhere. And then you yeah. show up. At the poll, and you have to now have your document. Look what it's so like, many that's, places. That's, we're doing three times the amount of work. Look, there was one person go yeah. and do it one Look time. Look what the Democrats are doing now, and they've been doing this for years. They're trying to – when you get a license, you automatically get registered to vote. Yeah. Including illegals. I mean, it's, it's, in it's, California. it's pretty messed up. Under yeah. Obama, they were given Social Security cards. Yeah, and they were given Social Security cards. In California. So the, the attempt – when you hear the media tell you there's no proof of fraud, they are lying to you. We have plenty, plenty, plenty of fraud cases. In fact, there were some people that have just been recently prosecuted for fraud because we're finding ballots in garbage cans. We're finding ballots on the side of the road. We've got two mail carriers who have been prosecuted in the past month because they were stealing ballots. Yep. So, folks, it's out there. It happens. So, again, no one is saying that we don't want easy voting or good voting, but – you don't need fraudulent voting. We need an honest election. And just because the Democrats are losing and they're going to lose, um, they want to try and cause chaos, and we shouldn't allow this. Folks, I went – there's a place in Georgia called Stone Mountain, folks, if you're not from Georgia, a beautiful park. I couldn't get my pass yesterday without showing – an ID, a federal sanctioned ID. Why on earth should I be able to walk into a voting booth and vote when it is one of the most important things you can do as a citizen and be able to do it without an ID? You can't visit your congressman without You can't ID. visit a congress, you can't visit a state building, you can't I can't fly on a plane. I can't see a movie now without showing my ID because I happen to be a member of, of an AMC movie thing and they check my ID every time I go to a movie. But yet I should be able to vote without proving who I am? That is ludicrous. Yeah. Lud- the most important you, duty as a citizen is to vote. You can't voting is, is sacred and yet you're mm. going to let that go. And you're going to let that go, right. Wow, my goodness, folks. We're at the end of the show. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for um, me. We will do this again. Uh, I love it, Larry. Your, your, my radio, your political please. mind. Yes, please do. <laughs> your political mind is second to none. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Tune in. Remember, 1 o'clock now, every, t- every Tuesday, 1 o'clock is the On Point with Victor show. So stay tuned. Locked and Loaded with Roger B. is next. You guys have a great week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.